sounds good. I hope to you me. know I'm I'm drinking currently. Just so okay, you. good, perfect. I am also <laughs> drinking currently. <laughs> yeah, I have a flight at six a.m., so I need to be very intoxicated for that. Let's go, Matt. If you can pick when when we start recording, please pick it right there where Matt or where uh, Tex and I both <laughs> say we're both currently drinking. <laughs> All right, <bet. laughs> We'll do that, and then we'll do the intro. We'll start the intro now. (laughs) There you go. Go. All right. What is good, guys? You just heard both of these kids are soon to be hammered on the pod. We're in episode eight. Um, we're we're gonna get into some. This is gonna be a full baseball episode, and we got our boy Tex here up at AIC, the baseball player, the baseball junkie, Tex. Welcome What's aboard. Good? Welcome What's aboard. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're uh, we're here now. Last time, last time we we talked, the Mookie trade was not official, but um, a lot has changed. The Sox, Sox traded official officially trade Mookie Betts and David Price of the Dodgers, and the Sox receive Verdugo, Alex Verdugo. Jeter, Derek Jeter, <laughs> Jeter Downs, and um, Connor Wong. Two, two of them are minor leaguers. Both should be upper-end prospects in the Sox system. But now that it's official, let's hear some, let's hear some thoughts. Liam? All right. So uh, I think we all know my takes on it, and um... – I'm just not going to hold back now that it's official. When it was up in the air, I was still trying to, you know, like be a little bit moderate with it. But now it's official. Um, Listen, Verdugo and Jeter, they're both great players. But um, this trade's fucking stupid. Okay? It's just that simple. It's Mookie Betts. How – like this is the only Mookie Betts we're ever going to have. This is probably one of the better outfielders we've ever had, especially in right field. I mean – if you look at our history in left field, we have a history of having some of the best outfield outfielders in baseball, but primarily they're in left. I mean, you got Ted Williams, Kyle Yastrzemski, Manny Ramirez, Jim Rice, all left fielders. Right fielders, this is by far the best right fielder we have. Probably the only one I can name off the top of my head is freaking J.D. Drew. But <laughs> I think this is so stupid to trade away a – MVP, not like it's not like it's like a we're trading away an MVP caliber player. We're trading away an MVP for just prospects, and we're not even getting fully off the price deal, too. I can get like just trying to save some money here, but I mean, this is fucking baseball. Like, this is baseball at the end of the day. Like, there is no salary cap, salary cap does not exist. You can pay as much as you want, it's just about the luxury tax. So, it's all about whatever the owners of the Red Sox who make me pay $12 for a freaking Bud Light at Fenway <laughs> Park to sit the last row of center field for $25. They're just pinching. They're, they're basically just pinching their money together. And it makes no sense. Just pay Mookie Betts. He's a once in a generation talent that we're probably never going to have again. Granted, I like Verdugo and Jeter. Like they're both two very good prospects. I just think this is stupid. It does not make sense to get rid of Mookie Betts. All right, Tex, you got any follow-ups? Um, yeah, well, let's see. So I agree and I disagree with you. 
I agree on the fact that Mookie's a once in a generation player. He's MVP, everything like this, but he's asking for four hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. She deserves. And Repo- not I, to cut you I, off, Tex reports today saying that he's going to top three thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. So but go. at the time when we were making the trade, it was right around four hundred dollars, four hundred million dollars. And that was a one. It would be a one year. We, was he one year left on his contract? Yeah. So, yeah, he had arbitration left for this year, and next year he's a UFA. Yeah. So, so this trade makes sense financially to me, but obviously I don't like it because, I mean, it's Mookie Betts. We, we're not going to replace him within this year unless we sign him back in the offseason. But I don't, I don't see the point in keeping him when we weren't going to pay him the $400 million. I agree with you that I think we should pay him, but if the Sox weren't going to pay him, like they said they weren't going to, like $400 million, then I think making that trade was the smartest thing they could do. Because a lot of people are saying, like, stay till July, like right now an all-star break, trade deadline area. And that makes no sense because then we get even less than what we did. Yeah. But I think packaging uh, David Price with him was one of the smartest things we've done because that's a terrible contract to keep on to. For a subpar pitcher at the moment. Um, yeah, Matt, what do you what do you have to say right now? I'm, I'm just so it's. I wish I could pick a side. I really wish I could pick a side, but I'm just so torn on it. It's like seeing seeing those two in, in Dodger Dodger uniforms today. It just made me cringe. It really did. I mean, that's that's. This is a guy that you're supposed to hang on to till he is either very old and has really nothing left to give or till retirement. He is that kind of player. He he has been your your star. He's been one of your leaders since almost the day he got here. He's been a tremendous player on and off the field. I mean, you never hear anything. He's a very good guy. Um, he's one of the probably most beloved players around the locker room. I mean, just everything about him is just what you want out of a star player, which makes it even harder. And, yes, I'm not a big fan of these these huge deals. Um, I think the, the Phillies are going to soon regret Bryce Harper. I think the Yankees have already regretted Giancarlo Stanton. I think the Yankees are also going to regret Garrett Cole in a couple of seasons down the road. It's just... I mean, I, I understand it's this, that's how the sport is played. Like, it's a, just a, a demanding sport when it comes to signing premier, premier free agents. But once you get a couple seasons into that contract, these baseball is a sport where you aren't given you aren't given as as much time as other sports to be great. I mean, historically, few players are good from start to finish. That's just how it is. And when a player's 30, 32, 33 plus years old, being paid 30 to $40 million a year, and it's only going to keep growing, teams are just going to keep on regretting these huge deals that they gave when they were desperate to make a, 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 a huge splash. So do I think whoever signed Mookie Betts is going to regret it down the road? Absolutely, because I – like I said last episode, I would only give one player, one player in the league, a huge contract, and that's Mike Trout, because I think he is one of those players that is going to be 
a star until he decides to hang it up. No, and so I agree with you there with these huge contracts that are just being essentially just shoved out year in and year out where it's like these numbers and these years that are literally just generational wealth coming up to uh, at players. But like but my whole argument is I think the Red Sox fans, I think we think we're – I mean, I don't think we consider how lucky we are that we had David Ortiz, who essentially – I think we all love Poppy. He's probably the best Red Sox we've all ever seen yeah. and most beloved by the team. But as far as him with his contracts are concerned, it's never been more favorable for the Red Sox because right when he started to slouch and right when we got him, we really got him at such a discount when he was 27 years old from the Twins who just let him go. So when he comes into the Red Sox, right there, he's 27. That's an issue. And so for the rest of his career, we kind of get him at a hometown discount. And I think we just all expect every player to be like David Ortiz. Well, Mookie Mookie Betts is homegrown and how he is. And this is really the first player in Red Sox history that kind of deserves these huge years, huge numbers, like, throw him the entire bank, like everything contracts that, and we just don't want to divvy up. I mean, cause in all reality, like look at the Red Sox. Like we were saying in the last podcast, we made like stupid contracts with Rissy Castillo and Pablo Sandoval and Carl Crawford that if those are not made, that's exactly why like smart teams would make contracts for Mookie Betts where like, he clearly deserves this money, but we're just not trying to give it to him because we're trying to be under the luxury tax and the MLB, which is just stupid. Mm. The luxury tax and the MLB is chump change for these guys. People that own MLB see, teams are multi-billionaire. Market teams like that. Yeah, like we're not the Kansas City Royals. We're the Boston Red Sox. We're the mm-hmm. third highest valued MLB franchise behind the Yankees and the Dodgers. And we just traded our best player, probably we've seen in our lifetime, like pure talent, all-around baseball player, in our lifetime, just to the Dodgers for for Dugo. And we'll see what this Jeter guy ends up being. But, mm. I mean, I – Let me ask you this, though. Do you think Mookie, knowing what he knew, how the Sox didn't want to be above the luxury tax and everything, saying he wanted – $400 million, does that come off as a little selfish to you? I don't because considering there's guys like Trout who are guys that are known for being, I just want to be blank forever. I just want to be a part of one team forever. And this is where like the – every year this like pay gap gets higher, higher, and higher. And so Mookie Betts saw what Mike Trout was making. And he obviously was a smart human being and was like, okay, I'm cur- I'm definitely not at the value of Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I, who who else am, like, besides pitchers, like, who else is valued higher than me? Which is a very fair question. I mean, you saw Machado and Harper get these mega deals. Like, he's definitely, he's definitely a better player than both Machado and Harper. Texas Texas thing does spark a, a big question though because 
Mookie Betts has said he wants to stay. He wanted to stay in Boston, but the Red Sox offered him ten over three hundred, which I would still, I would still classify as a mega deal. And that's now what he's going down to ten for third. I don't know the exact years, but you said we said three thirty at the beginning of this. Yeah. That's pretty similar to what we offered. Him. I mean, it is in it's in pretty reasonable range and I think if he really wanted to be here that bad he he would have taken that I mean if that's true he that's kind of speculation because it was just reports on on Twitter Instagram stuff like that but if that is the case 10 over 300 and he wants whatever it is 330 that he's going to top 330 he probably won't make that much more I I don't think because I mean look at how long it took it took for Harper to sign, he signed very late in the last offseason because no one wanted. You to also got to look at these teams that are giving out these mega deals. Like I get the Yankees; the Yankees just have literally endless amounts of money. Yeah, they but can they literally do. They can do whatever the they want. Tax right now, though. Well, yeah, like, because I mean they because don't they have a lot of players that are still yeah they have like, like Josh, arm system bar like all those yeah. guys who are they don't have good like they're gonna lose all those guys soon when all these guys are down asking for the same amount of money that. Giancarlo and Garrett Cole got like Aaron Judge is going to ask for that at least he's going to get more than Giancarlo because Giancarlo's bonds compared to him but like the Padres getting Machado who, well, who's the biggest player on the Padres besides Machado I I don't know any San Diego Padre exactly <laughs> so he's clearly not doesn't have a big contract then you go to the Phillies with Harper who's the next best player on the Phillies uh, Hoskins yeah, what's well, his contract? Probably small because he's so young. Exactly, and then you go. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Trout. I mean, who's the next best player in the Angels? Albert Pujols. Rendon. <laughs> what's what's Rendon's contract? Actually, Rendon got a pretty good contract this top season, right? Yeah, it's about time. Before that, when when up. Trout when Trout resigned, what was who's the second best player? He, uh, probably. The Japanese guy that pitches and Otani? heads. Yeah, Otani. And he's not on a big contract either. So, like, it's also that. Like, all these teams that are giving out these contracts, it's because they're trying to attract, like, media attention. Like, the Padres have no business. They're not going from a, the worst team in the MLB to a playoff team just by signing Machado. Yeah. They're spending that money on Machado to attract people to games so they can make money for themselves. They're trying to market people. So that's why all these lower-level teams that are barely playoff teams or not playoff teams – are signing all these guys to huge contracts because they have money like that because every MLB team has billion dollars, but they know they're not going to make a run. But then you come to a team like the Red Sox, who's like a – we've been known to be like a win-now kind of team. We raise a shit farm. We literally have one of the worst farms in the league. All right. And yeah, but that's why, spend like, money. if you look at our last, like, two blockbuster trades, like – and, like, this is me more praising the Dodgers than anything, considering the last two blockbuster trades that we've made have been with the Dodgers, yes? Yep. When the last one we yeah. can really think of was the Crawford-Beckett-Gonzalez uh, trade, correct? God, I miss Josh Beckett. Uh, I miss him, too. But he's also kind <laughs> of a piece of shit. But, like, I got up, I got up right here. You no hitter, though. He did. He did. He did. In L.A., though, not here. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm looking up right now. I'm looking at the top ten 
annual salaries, according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source on the web. (laughs) Um, And no team pops up twice but the Dodgers, only because of their acquisition of price. But that still doesn't even count because the Red Sox are still paying majority of their contract, like half of price. We're paying for David. million of price we're paying him to just not be a red Sox, which is crazy but <clears throat> i mean like i'd like i'd literally call it even but just being like okay hey take because if if we are gonna do the whole we're going in the luxury tax or we're just getting rid of everything then just go full skid to this and not even try to get anything else i'd literally be completely fine if the red Sox ownership came out and was just like listen we couldn't reach a deal with mookie even though that's kind of bullshit. And then they were just like, and they were like, listen, we just gave, we got rid of price. They're taking all his money and they're taking all of Mookie's future money. And we get Verdugo. I think that would be a fair trade on both sides. But at the end of the day, also no one will be as good as Mookie bets. Like he is going to be probably the best Red Sox we ever see. Mm-hmm. Do you see him? Where do you see him signing in the off season? If the can the Dodgers offer him right now? Cause yeah, technically on their Yeah, um, they can. Yeah, they can sign him. It's currently weird, at least with my searching on yeah. Google right it, now. That's because contracts it, contracts are so stupid. Yeah, he. I I think honestly he's gonna do what he said he would probably do, and I think he's just gonna tax uh test free agency yeah. this off season. Definitely. But um, but who knows? Maybe we'll come. Maybe we'll get him back. I'd love to have him back. Just we'll clear out the, you know, the whole luxury tax thing. Have him back. Welcome him with open arms. Castillo you know, gone. Yeah, move, move. Uh, Verdugo but to the only... left. Benny to center. Put uh, but Mookie now we have back. Kevin right. Pillar too. We just got Kevin Pillar. Yep. Yeah, we did. I did see that too. I like that signing though for this season though. I do. I mean, I like the signing. Yeah. Yeah. It is a a one-year deal for Pilar, right? It's one year, six million, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. Maybe he's Mookie's replacement for the year. I've always liked Pilar, and that's speaking for a guy that doesn't play on the Red Sox, that whose name I actually know. Like, you got to be good. You got to be good for me to know your name if you're not a Boston Red Sox. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I need to. I want to clear. I want to clear one more thing up, and we'll move on. I, I just – I was upset today. I, I have been upset because people are, are bashing uh, this, this, this Bloom guy, the, our new uh, general manager. Jake Bloom. Whatever his, his, his title is. They're bashing him. And I think that is total fucking nonsense. I mean, like, these are just uneducated, just kind of – Coast-it fans just kind of read the headlines and they call it a day. People don't realize that the Red Sox targeted higher-named executives to take this role. And you want to know what they all said? They all said, fuck you to the Red Sox because they knew that coming in and taking this job, they were, it, the first task at hand was trading away one of the game's best players and they knew that once you do that, you are going to draw a lot of negative media speculation or media attention out of it. So the Red Sox. I agree completely. But it's not like for him, it's 
the people above him that are telling him that exactly. they don't want to be above the luxury. Exactly. Tax. It's not on him. That's something he has to do. So Red Sox ownership and brass are on probably plan C, D, E, F, G, looking for this guy. And they finally find someone who comes out of Tampa Bay who knows a thing or two about pinching pennies. He comes in. He has the balls to take a job where, yes, he is going to feel hate because he is trading away a team and a league's best player. I hate that we are seeing this. People do not get that he is being forced. Hate the guys above him. Hate Henry. And then, and then, Henry and all these other frauds and other shit have the balls to come out and make statements about how their goal is to win and all this fucking bullshit. You want to win, but you're tr- you're trading away your best player. I think it's, oh my God, I I get it. Like, if they come out and say, yeah, like, just be honest. Be like, bro, we can't can't maintain a consistency of paying 10 to $15 million a year while losing draft picks because we're over a luxury tax because we're signing a bunch of stupid players to stupid contracts. But then we can't afford to pay the number one guy on our team. The, the, the top name that you see on, on, on stat sheets and rosters and all that. But you come out and say you want to win and you want to you wanna maintain success and blah, 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 blah. It's, oh, my God, I freaking hate it. I think, I think Henry and those, those frauds are a bunch of losers. They really are. I know we're going to get into this later in this episode, but I know it's Mookie Betts, our best player, and David Price, our Two or three guys. I mean, I guess we lost. We also lost Porcello, so we lost our two or three guy, and we also lost Mookie Betts. Do you? What do you? Do you still see the Sox on paper as a playoff team? I mean, wild card. I mean, they're not getting past the Yankees, and I don't know, man. Like, there's it's between us and the Rays. Yeah, I we'll get into it, but I don't know. It's tough, but to close off, yeah, I just think, like, I I I do see where they're coming from, but to come out and bullshit and make statements like that, I, I fucking hate it. I really do. Just it just makes them it makes them look even worse. But um that took a grit. That was a lot. So Verdugo. Alex Verdugo, he's twenty three. He hit two ninety last year. I mean, he's he's probably gonna be your starting right fielder. We're, we're just gonna we're gonna get into all three guys for a couple minutes that we're getting. Yeah. Sorry, I uh, I stepped out for a quick second and I uh, had to urinate. But um, oh, you're all set. <laughs> Alex Verdugo. Um, yeah. We'll get into him a little deeper. Well, one sec. I just want to chime in. The last thing I heard was us talking about the GM. Is that correct? What's up, Shane Bloom? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think no, I agree with hate. you. I didn't hear a text had to say, but, um, I heard what Matt didn't, I completely agree. I think he was just thrown into a situation where he was like candidate, like four or five for this job and he's doing the best he can. And I think this was just a, a, basically a position that he sought to like want more than, anything considering he just probably is like okay i'm on the raise i'm the raise gm 
and now I'm going to go to the Boston Red Sox where I'm actually going to have money to play with. And he knows the conditions of the first couple of years where he's like, probably in the meetings, they probably said, either going to sign Mookie Betts to X amount of dollars or trade him. And he has literally been thrown into an impossible task. And I like him, in all honesty. I like him as our GM going forward. So I do, too. I think, I think especially with what he did in Tampa Bay, with him moving forward with the, with the huge jump of money that he's going to get handed to him, I like him as our GM. That's my final takes on it. I just want to get yeah. my word in there. Okay. So, I think that I th- we'll get into Verdugo, but the other two, I honestly think that the other two that we got – Actually turned out better than the than just that other pitcher we would have first off got the Gratterall guy from Minnesota. I think that Jeter Downs he's a top five prospect in the Dodgers system who have one of the most loaded farm systems in the league. I think just him alone over that Gratterall guy wouldn't do that trade, and then you get their their fifteenth ranked prospect as well. I mean, given we'll see with that guy, but I think Jeter Downs is going to. I think he's going to be up in the major leagues, whether it's with the Red Sox or we later on trade him. I think that the second trade that we pulled off, the official trade, turned out better for us than the first. But do you know what his expected uh, time of arrival is? Like, oh, you know, they do that for like prospects. Like, yeah, where are they projecting him in the MLB? I'll 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 look it up right now. But Verdugo um, is the headline guy. Yeah, Verdugo hit 294 last season. He hit a war of 3.1, uh, 12 homers, four ribbies or 44 ribbies, four stolen bases. I mean, um, <laughs> he's taking number 12, which is Brock Holt's number. So that kind of rules out Brock Holt returning, which we will which we will touch yeah. up upon in a little bit. Jeez, this is gonna be a long episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much much like a baseball game. Yeah. I mean that uh Manfred wants to keep under three hours, so that's what we got. <laughs> also, wait, speaking speaking of baseball, just text. Before sorry yeah. Matt, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Now you're looking up uh Wong stats, but uh I gotta just say there's no shot in the world that you weigh 195, according to your, <laughs> your post the other day. There's no shot in the entire world that you're 6'2", 195. That is absolute I'm, horseshit. I'm 6'2", 205. That is so bullshit it hurts. Yeah, okay, if that's the case, I'm 6'3", 210. That's <laughs> I mean, Matt, dude. Matt, I was lifting with Matt all break. I'm 205. I'm not small. Oh my! Yeah, what were you? What were you putting? Twenty fives in your pockets? <laughs> <laughs> you step on the scale. I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh okay. my god! I got, I got the. ETA. I will say I'm not six two. I'm six one. You embellish. Okay, good, good. good. You guys play Westfield, right? Oh, uh, we played them in a scrimmage in the fall. Yeah, like, I was gonna say. Like I know we always play you guys in a scrimmage. But continue, Matt. Sorry. I just had to call him out for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jeter. So, yeah, Verdugo, 
he's going to slot in to be our, our right fielder. But Jeter Downs, he is he's a 5'11 shortstop, smaller guy. He honestly, it's kind of weird. He looks a lot like Mookie Betts. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen him yet. His build, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. He looks like a darker Mookie Betts. I'm looking at him right now. I'm pulling him up right now. But his ETA is 2021. Yeah, ETA is 2021. Oh, he kind of does. And he is oh. our number two ranked prospect. So, who's he behind? Do you know? Or? Tristan Cassis. 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 Who we drafted in the first round, I think, one year ago, two years ago. Uh, I don't remember. But where is – uh? I'm looking at our prospects, and where is, like, Jay Groom? He's seven. Yeah, he had like, surgery. Seven. Yeah, he had TJ. And where's Durbin Feldman? Nineteen. Yeah, I guess these oh. guys aren't aren't panning out as projections have said. Uh, Durbin Wong. Feldman was supposed to be our closer like next year. Yeah. Jay Groom was supposed to be the next Chris Sale. Yeah. You go to Groom's. Uh, I think he's like I don't know his exact like height, but I'm pretty sure he's like six four. Well, this is six six two twenty. This is the re- this is the reason you why our farm side. system shit. I mean, it's either we hit or we miss. I mean, clearly we have several hits. Is you know Mookie Betts, Benintendi, Xander Bogarts, Devers. Like our farm system's good, but. And then this Carnwell guy, he's a listed as a catcher slash second baseman, which I find pretty weird. He weighs one hundred and eighty one okay. pounds. I definitely. Don't put my money on it. He is not going to be a catcher once he hits the major leagues. If he hits the major, or, yeah. His ETA is twenty twenty. <laughs> it says on baseball well, reference that he's a non roster <laughs> invite. <laughs> it says he's a non roster invite on baseball reference. Oof. I don't know about this guy, but um, I think Jeter Downs will be. I think Jeter Downs is going to be a good player. And I think Verdugo. This guy's stats on facial reference have his thing from the Cape Cod League and playing at Houston. They don't have anything from playing well, with the Dodgers. I, this is actually so, luckily, because I have a friend that's in the Dodgers system, <coughs> Wardo. Okay, but, we um, get it. Yeah, no, I'm cool. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> he basically bypassed the initial teams essentially is what this is what i'm looking at is uh his baseball so he didn't go short season no yeah he went right into it granted he went three years in college at houston but um born's also one of the better cape cod league teams that he played for and i mean grant we're going years back but i mean the teams he yeah the teams he played for weren't like, these are, like, actual good, like – I mean, the granted that he was in double-A makes him a good prospect at 23 playing for Tulsa, who's in – especially in the Dodgers organization where it's very hard to come up. And, I don't know, I could see us maybe moving him to first, maybe, but we'll see. It's I will def- say – he played 40 games, 160 or 149 at bats, 
with 52 hits and hit 349 in Tulsa. Huh. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, he's... With nine bombs. 350 alone for a a buck 80? I'll take that. At 23 years old? I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, he definitely could be... At worst, at worst case scenario, I see him as being a guy that's, you know, just on the bench. He comes in a couple of days when like Devers or Xander's on a rest. But yeah. I mean, granted, up I think, and down guy. Yeah, he 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 could be good for the team. But I I think I agree with you, Matt. Though with I think Jeter and Verdugo are two guys that we're actually going to consistently see in Red Sox uniforms, which. I mean, take it as you will. I mean, the Mookie trade's final. I can't really be pissing and moaning about it anymore. But I'm happy with what we got. I think we obviously should have got more. But those guys are definitely two players that will be on the Red Sox for, I would expect, years to come. And and helping us, like, along the way, too. Like, not like just guys, but, like, very good players for the Red Sox. Okay, I'm trying to let's, uh, let's move on to our next thing. So, the MLB is considering expanding the number of playoffs. Here we teams. go. And um, it's a pretty radical change. It really is. I mean, this is something, I mean, if this happens, that's pretty huge. So, it would basically, if I'm, if I'm remembering this right, it would expand from five to seven teams in each league. If you guys know, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this stuff. No, that's right. And then I think it would give yeah, like no, the, you're, best, you're right. the best record teams a buy in the wild card, and they just go right to the divisional series. And so then the wild card round, yep. the two other, like the two lower ranked teams, and then the wild card teams would play each other in, I think, a three games, best of three. And then that would basically mean, like, the bottom three wild cards would have, like, no first-round home games, I think. I think I – I don't know. I'm going to look it up. So, I I remember it uh, earlier, I think, a little bit better than you. No offense, but uh, (laughs) as I was as I was like saying, I was like, man, this is such a dick comment to make. But uh, so, yeah, essentially, it'll be seven teams make the playoffs and the top team from each conference gets a conference. Each AL and NL gets a bye with the second team getting to pick which team they play beneath them. And that's just dumb. Yeah. So it's, and then the three seed will pick and the four seed will pick. And so essentially what it will be is a best of six. Um, there'll be six team tournament with the worst seed advancing playing the number one seed, but the first rounds a three game series with the higher seed having all three home games. So it's a little confusing. But, uh, yeah, the MLBs, I like this, at least somewhat, them proposing it, considering it's just change in the MLB, which really hasn't changed in forever, which I don't think this will work. I don't think they're actually going to go through with this, but 
I think the just the MLB needs to do something to change up what they're doing. This sparked. I know Tex wants to get in on this, so he'll take over once I read this. Trevor Bauer, uh, <laughs> my fucking pitcher, idol. Tre- Trevor Bauer, who's often known for kind of being outspoken and stuff like that, he tweets out of complete blue and bombshells bombshells the league with this he said (laughs) in quotes no idea who made this new playoff format proposal but rob is responsible for releasing it so i'll direct this to you rob manfred your proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on twitter and proves you have absolutely no clue about baseball you're a joke close fucking quotations text (laughs) what is this bro (laughs) it's trevor bauer like that's just something he says like he says how he feels he's never been he's never held anything back before you watch the man throw 103 from the back of the uh kansas city royals mound over the center field wall (laughs) (laughs) he does whatever he wants whenever he wants and is he but right? He is absolutely right. This is this is by far the stupidest thing that yeah. baseball needs right now. This is so far down on the list of what baseball needs right now. It's absurd. They're just taking Rob Manfred put a bunch of problems with the MLB into a hat, shook it up, took all the good ones out, and picked this. This is just <laughs> dumb. <laughs> why? Why do we need? Why do we need this? Like this, nobody understands it. I still don't understand. I've been looking at it all day. I still don't get it. How it works? Once I heard the 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 pick you, the team you play, dude. That yeah, that's like almost what? It. What like? That's not the only only reason I could see that the MLB wanting to like change the form of playoffs is because you look at like the AL East and there's three teams that should make the playoffs every year or for at least the last two or three years. The Sox, the Yankees and the Rays and are better than other teams like um, I don't know, like the Twins or something like teams like that. Yeah, but. This is just not – this is a non-issue right now. This is the furthest thing from what baseball needs. And I strongly suggest every single person listening to this and you two both to go watch Trevor Bauer's rant on YouTube. It's like six minutes long. And what he says about the um, playoff thing is just – it makes so much sense. He says – I can't quote it exactly because I don't know word for word what he said. But he said like uh, something along the lines of if a starting pitcher – through like four days before the playoff starts and then that team's the one seed like their ace like Chris Sale throws four games before the playoffs so he's not scheduled to pitch until their next game that would mean he would have 10 days off in between two starts and if anything that's hurting him it's not helping him so the one seed you're realistically getting screwed your starting pitch is getting screwed because he's not he's gonna have to throw an extremely long bullpen in high pressure situation, and his arms just gonna be his routine's just completely off. He's not he's used to pitching every five days. Now he's doubling that, and so like what Trevor Bauer said, it was like six months after the season. You're so used to this routine, and now you're the most crucial part of the year in the playoffs, and you're the best team in the league, but you just sat for ten games, ten days without 
being on a baseball field, playing against another team, yeah, stuff like that. And he said it was like it's not like football where like rest helps guys. In baseball, a sport, a certain amount of rest helps guys. Once you get past that point, it's it's literally hurting you. Like to be a starting yeah. pitcher in that situation, you're you're screwed. If anything, you're now the underdog. Yeah, I I don't think this this will end up happening. I I don't think it will happen either, but I just think there is currently an issue with baseball with the one game with the one game wild card. And I just think it's I mean, this is me like I mean, I don't I don't even know if the Red Sox have played in the one game wild card, but it's so fucking stupid. You play 162 games, and then, like, let's say last year the wild card game was between the A's and the Rays. They're literally a fraction of a game apart. So that one makes sense. But, like, I just – it doesn't make sense to, like, make these teams play an extra game, especially, like, seasons like the year before where the Yankees won 100 games. And they have to play another game to show that they're deserving of actually being in the playoffs. That's my only gripe with him. That's my only reason why I kind of am liking that the MLB is showing progress to moving forward, like with this. If they're going to do a wild card, the wild card, it shouldn't be a game. It should be a series. And I like that idea of it being a three game series mm-hmm. at whoever has the better records place. I'm not saying add seven teams, but keep it the format it is. But instead of one game, just have a three. Just have a three-game series. Call it even. I think that's probably the best way of doing it. And then you just give the team that won the wild card probably a two- or three-day three day rest and call it from there. Mm-hmm. I just think the format it is right now is set up to not help teams try to be these underdog teams that come out of nowhere to win the World Series. I completely agree with you. Like, if you look at last year, the not last year, two years ago now, but like, like you said, the uh, the Yankees won a hundred games, and they have to play one more game to prove that they should be in the playoffs. Like, if they lose that game, I did they play the uh, A's? Correct. Uh, I got it right here. One sec. I think Keep they played the A's. <laughs> uh, they played the A's. They played yeah. the A's. Correct. Who were three games worse than them? Yeah. So. I mean, both those teams are, like, right around even. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But I do agree with you that I think it should be – I would – I could get behind a three-game series in a wild card. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's uh, that's all I'm saying is I like that the MLB is thinking up a new stuff yeah, because no. I I think but, this current playoff system is flawed. Yeah, but I also think the proposed playoff system is just dumb. No, I agree. It's I agree it's completely dumb. I, I don't think that will work. I think in anything, any sport where it's like the one seed picks who they play, football would be the only sport where that would work. Yeah. Where like the people would be like tuning in to see like, oh, who are the Chiefs going to pick to play in the divisional round? Like, but I mean, I I just like the baseball's thinking up of new stuff considering it's really just been the same game ever since its inception where it's you know 60 feet six inches and 90 feet between the bags like really nothing else has changed trying to change that they're trying to put it two feet back are they really the mound yeah there did you see the uh no, new rules as of today 
I think it was as of yesterday. No, it was as of today. Uh, relievers really? now, there's a three batter minimum. Ooh. Yeah, as of today, February 12th, which I, again, think is just I agree. Dumb. Because it, it takes jobs away from – think mm-hmm. of a lefty specialist, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're facing, you're facing uh, the Yankees. Uh, you're throwing a lefty specialist. you got Brett Gardner at the top of the lineup. Lefty on lefty, that's what you want. He goes in, he gets his job, and now he has to face John Carlstein and Aaron Judge. Oh, yeah. Which is less than ideal for a matchup. So I just think that making it a three-batter minimum is just dumb, I think, maybe. Because I think my yeah, guess is that has to do with speeding up the game because they don't want to just change and warming up. I think proposed, like, why not, instead of a three-batter minimum, if it's same inning uh, pitching change – no warm-ups from the mound. Mm-hmm. Like, you I like, do your warm-ups in the bullpen. I like that. And that's I what they're the trying to change. Part of the thing, but what would you say about, like, a – I'm trying to think it up right now. I like that idea, though, where it's no warming up on the mound just to speed it up and, like, let's get out of here. But what would you say about, like, a like a minimum or maximum for receive, uh, relievers you can use for an inning? I I would like yeah like th- two or th- like three yeah so you could say you can't you go more three pitchers in an inning. But then yeah. like let's say like a but team's just the, shelling you I mean, one yeah, inning, then that's where like it might. If you're getting shelled between, well, that actually brings up another one of the new rules today. Position players can come into pitch if your team's up or down. Only up or down. Or an extra innings. Because I knew that always came into play. That only is coming to play in extra innings. But I just think, and text, I feel like you're going to like agree with me here. Every new rule baseball adds that's not a playoff format or whatever luxury tax has been the disadvantage of the pitcher, which I think is just wildly unfair. Like, I there were completely. all just kind of like now, like the, obviously the Astros thing is like a huge deal, but like the MLB is just trying to sweep this under the rug as best they can. Where it's if it was like it's it's because strikeouts don't sell. You don't go. You don't watch a baseball game to see some like Chris Sale strike out seventeen. You're gonna give him the least amount of ch- like. Opportunity, you're going to give them 20 seconds to make a pitch. You're going to do all this and that. But everybody goes to the game because they want to see Aaron Judge put yeah. the ball on the sicko sign, stuff like that. Nobody – like, they're, try, it's, they're trying to sell. That's pretty much why they're just saying fuck you to every single pitcher. And that's why Trevor Bauer does what he does because he's getting screwed. He knows he's getting screwed. And he's just trying to stick up for himself. Because he was talking about all the other new rule changes – I mean, there wasn't a lot today. There was a, there's one about the DL. It's um, instead for pitchers, instead of like ten day, you can't go on a ten day. Uh, it's not called the, the DL. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, inactive list maybe. Yeah. Okay. So the IL, um, there's no more ten day IL. It's up boosted to fifteen. So that's now three starts missed. Um, what was the other one? But you know, it's. Essentially, every mm-hmm. rule baseball has been making since they started yeah. making these 
like trying to modernize baseball, if you would, has been just a disadvantage of the pitcher, which I think is wildly unfair to pitchers, considering there hasn't – I can't really think of any rule where it's just been like, yep, it's uh, – we're here to help the pitcher. Like, no, like speeding up the game disadvantages the pitcher. Like, they're basically somewhat, like, don't even give a shit about the whole uh, uh, sign-stealing scandal. Like, I don't know. Like, it's – I just think Manfred Manfred needs to Man- be out of there. I think you're good. <laughs> he just got the job like two years ago. I agree. Manfred said he needs, yeah, and he's literally just put the league to shit. He ruins the marketing of players. Players can't market themselves. If you wear different color cleats than the three colors you were assigned at the beginning of the year, you get a fine. Yeah, because of your cleats. He did. You're not like the media attention to baseball is so much lower yes. than every other sport. It's absurd. You when you go on like ESPN, it could be like like think about it, the World Series, but fucking LeBron's playing or some dumb shit like that. What gets media attention? LeBron or the Patriots or some other shit, but it's the World yeah. Series. No, and if you look at you don't the other shit. four major sports, the only commissioner that like isn't like scrutinized by the fans is Adam Silver, where Goodell, Manfred, and uh, Bettman and the NHL are all being scrutinized day in and day out. I mean, like, these are all considered, like, the worst commissioners, except for Adam Silver, who's been doing a great job ever since he took over from Stern. But it's just, it cannot be this hard to figure out how to run the league. Like, granted, I'm not... As a it, as an example, it's marketing. No, I'm pretty sure the reports were that the NFL wanted Silver to be their commissioner because of the changes he's made. He makes it fun. All like the, these these mid season tournaments. I mean, given it's it's harder, it's easy with basketball because that's just how it is. But like all these, like he lets players wear shoes and all this other stuff. He's a players commissioner, and I think that that relays to the fans and they see that he is doing things that the players want, the guys who are doing it and stuff like that. I, I just think that the, these other three guys need to look at need to use this guy as an example and be the, I mean, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard for the guys like Goodell and Batman to, to, to realize changes they need to make in order to gain more attention. Batman literally took NHL players out of the Olympics. Imagine if Silver did that, like what the outdoor would be. Oof. Like it's They're boneheads. It's uh it's just it, it cannot be this hard to run a league. Like I just honestly don't like it cannot be this hard. Look at like cleats and shoes, for example. Like, you look at basketball shoes, right? Every single player, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, all have mm-hmm. signature shoes. Go to Now you go to the MLB. Can you guys nope. name me nope. three players that have signature shoes? can name shoes? you one. Good, yeah. But, trout. Trout. Trout, yeah. No, yeah, but the only, the only argument trout. I have there is yeah. how many players' shoes, like how many MLB signature cleats can you wear, like, around town? You, they're, they're, 
okay, I mean, yeah, I get that point. It's never going to be the exact same. But when you go and buy uh, baseball cleats or you go buy basketball or sneakers, you're looking at basketball sneakers and you're not buying those ones that don't have players who get your names to it. Nobody nobody buys, like, the – I don't even know what they're called because nobody buys them. But when you go and I buy – we just got our shipment of New Balance cleats. I have New Balance 4040s. Like, like that's what they're called. Like, it's marketing, and MLB's doing a terrible job of letting. No, players I agree. Like considering himself. Mike Trout's probably the best player we've ever actually seen in our lifetime, and he is clearly not marketed well at all. This is a guy. This is a guy that's like going to be compared to like with Barry Bonds and like I don't even know like Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, like greats of all time. And yet, like, the only commercial I see him in is for Subway. Like, yeah, he's, he's just as good as Apollo Antonotto. Not to say anything wrong with Apollo Antonotto, the speed skater from the 2010 Winter Games. But, I mean, Christ, I mean, it's Mike fucking Trout. I mean, this is, this is a guy that hasn't never not finished in the top five in MVP voting. And yet the MLB can't market him? Like... I agree. Yeah, with, I agree. Absurd. It's absolutely absurd that they can't market him well at all. It really is just sad. Like it's embarrassing as an organization to where you're a top four sport in the world, and like fucking, you literally can't put Mike Trout, who's arguably going to be the best player of all time, Bryce Harper, who's I mean mm-hmm. he's the most marketed player in the MLB right now. Yeah, but that's only because he, like, goes out and does that. Like, you have – yeah. But, like, there's certain things that you can and can't do as an MLB player. And there's certain things teams can and can't do. To to make all this on simpler terms, I I think you can make this scenario, like, in how poorly the MLB is compared to the NBA, for example. Like, you go to 10 house – households in America and you ask them who LeBron James is all 10 you can go to 50 and all 50 are gonna they're gonna know who LeBron is you can go to a thousand they don't know who LeBron yeah. James is and if you go to those same 10 houses and ask who Mike Trout Trout is I bet you two to three know who maybe four know who he is and that's who you can compare Mike Trout to he is the best player in the league he is the LeBron James of that of the of the MLB and it's just sad because Mike Trout should be a household Absolutely. of how good he is, and he's not because of the way the MLB is managed and the way they make it more boring and more boring. They 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 run into these problems where yeah, baseball is a boring sport, but when you when you talk about what Tex is saying about cleats and and advertisements and all this stuff, you could make baseball a much more fun and popular sport with changes, and they just refuse to. And they think that adding two more teams and being able to pick who you play is going to solve their problems. And um, adding a reliever limit is going to fix their problems. You think that's going to make Mike Trout known in eight more households across, on average across America? Like, that's not going to fix your problems. No, and there's... So there's a reason why, like, they think their whole problem is the pace of play, where it's just like, oh, baseball is long and boring, and 
I mean, granted, some baseball has been slow Baseball's forever, been but yeah, slow it's forever. always been the most popular sport in America. Throughout history, everyone played baseball. <laughs> it is it is literally our it's sport. America's we invented it. it is America's sport, and it's now like growing to be it's one of the most popular sports in the world. It's that basketball and I don't know, soccer. Soccer is the most popular sport in the world. But so it's it's a top three sport in the world based on just who plays it. And yet the MLB just thinks it's the only issue with it is the pace of play. Is that's why they're struggling to get ratings? No, there's clearly other reasons why they're not getting ratings, why people don't want to go to games. Listen, it's in the middle of the goddamn summer. Like nothing mm-hmm. else is going on. There's clearly more to it why people aren't going to watch baseball games and why people aren't turning in tuning into baseball games more than just the pace of play. People are just not tuning in because it's just they are failing to market it. They think they can rely on being America's pastime, like that Absolutely. that's their only marketing strategy. When really it's it's not a good strategy at all. They're like letting players that can clearly be marketable just not be in the spotlight. And they're just basically just shining really just Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge. Like, I mean, baseball is just screwing up on their own with their marketing issue. And that's why the ratings are down. And that's why everything's down. Because there's clearly guys in the MLB that are marketable, that can make them money. Mm -hmm. I mean... I'll end on this. The MLB right now, the players in the MLB, there are some of the greatest players of all time that are by the end of their careers in the MLB right now. Some once-in-a-generation players, some absolute freaks of nature with John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge. We're seeing all-time highs in every single statistical category in baseball right now. And baseball's instead of going uphill where it should be, we're seeing guys hit a ball 500 feet at 117 miles an hour. Like, that's unreal. Yeah. And baseball's going down. I think that's a very good – I think that's a very good way to end that. No, and I mean, just lastly, like, I agree with Tex completely. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, butt in. No, no. I'm just saying I think that's a perfect, like, that's an exclamation point. No, like, Grant, this is – like, just like how every sport is right now, like hockey, we've never seen players skate and shoot the puck harder. Football, we've never seen anyone like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, it's insane that baseball just cannot catch up to them and they think it's just the pace of play. They are not competing with any other sport for majority of their season, well above majority of their season. They literally do not hit another sport from opening day, barely, for like three weeks of the season, and then until playoff time, where they should be killing the ratings. And it's they think it's just the pace of plays that issue why people aren't tuning in. No, it's because they don't market baseball at all. It's America's pastime. Yeah. People will clearly still to tune in. I just I I think this is just a terrible job done by the commissioner and Baseball is heated. I'm, I'm actually Texas. Texas riled me up right now. I'm not gonna lie. I, I could not agree with before. I could not agree with him more. Like this is so stupid. It's so simple. Like just market them more. They blame it on the pace of play, 
but really it's everything. Like it's just market your sport more. It's America's pastime. You have 162 games a year, every team. Like it's, oh my God, it's so stupid. Yep. All right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. No, 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 no. That was that's that's quality right there. All right. So I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go first, so you guys have some have a little bit of thought. I'm gonna switch it up. We were gonna we were gonna do a rundown of the socks, but that's just gonna that's just gonna bore you guys to death. What I want to get into now, I want to do some predictions. I want to do. I want to do your MVPs predictions as spring training kicks off. I want to do your Cy Young predictions. And I want to know your World Series matchup and winner. So I'm going to start. So you guys, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. But my my AL MVP is going to who other, who other than Mike Trout yet again. He's that good. He's going to hit 300. He's going to get you 40 bombs, 100-plus RBIs. He's going to get you all those numbers, and he's going to win it again. My NL MVP Going to my boy Christian Yelich. I I pray to God that him and Cody Bellinger getting this getting this this race again because that was so much fun to watch. If you if you listeners paid attention to that at all last year, that was a fun fun matchup to watch all year. And Cody Bellinger ends up prevailing, but this year it's going to my boy Christian Yelich, who got hurt, which kind of really ended his his chances. My AL Cy Young. I'm going to go with... Mm, it's tough. One sec. It is, it is a wide... It's wide open right now. Uh, I, w- I don't want to say... I don't want to say, like... I want to... I want to... Uh, I want to throw out a name, but you guys are just gonna hate me because I don't know. Don't you dare fucking say it. No, it's 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 someone you guys are, will never even think I'm gonna say. All right, okay. I think it's gonna be a surprise to a lot of people. I think that Mike Clevenger, Ooh. from the Cleveland Indians, is going to wow. have a breakout year. He has shown flashes of being an ace, especially on the Indians team where. Do they even still have what's his name Kluber? Those guys, Carrasco. Yeah. Yeah, like Carrasco. Yeah, true. I mean, Bauer's not Kluber. there, but they're both getting old. I think this guy's gonna take the spotlight. He's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, hey, Justin Verlander. If I told you he was gonna win the the AL Cy Young, I don't think many people would have. Many people would have agreed. Coming into the start of last year, there are way bigger names. So I'm going with Mike Clevenger there. I agree. And then the NL. The NL Cy Young, I'm going Walker Bueller, another young guy. Um, he, wow. he he has shown I mean, in the World Series last year against the Sox, I was, like, amazed at what he was doing. I mean, he paints corners at 100, and he has great off-speed stuff, and he had a, a pretty um, – he had a very, very good postseason – and I think he's – how old is he? I'm looking at him right now. He's like 24. Yeah, he's young. I think he is going to have a sub-three 
Kamara this year, and he is going to take home okay. the NL Cy Young. My World Series. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. I really, really, it's hard. It's it's hard. This is tough. Um, for the NL, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers. And they are going to play the, mm, they're going to play the New York Yankees. And, mm-hmm. and I think in six games, the Milwaukee Brewers take down the New York Yankees in the World Series. <laughs> okay. Either of you, either of you ready yet? Uh, Tex, I'm good, but you can go if you want. Um, all right. So, first I'll start off with, uh, let's see, I'll start off mm-hmm. with my Cy Youngs, just because I'm a pitcher. In the AL, this one's obvious, okay. not obvious, I'm going with Garrett Cole. I just think he's a monster, he's a beast. I think he's going to shove again this mm-hmm. year. I think he's going to have 300Ks plus. And in the NL, I'm going with <laughs> my boy, Trevor Makes Bauer. sense. Go. Saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite player in the league. He's a, I think, I don't know, he's young. He's, what, 27-ish, 28-ish. Um, I think he's had great seasons in the past. I think he's just going to continue going up. He's in a new program. He's working with his boy, Kyle Bodie at Driveline Baseball now. He works at for the Reds now. He's his new pitching coach. They're best friends. That's how he came up with this guy, Kyle Bodie. He just got his first job in the MLB with the Reds. So, everything's looking good for Trevor right now. He's goddamn rules, I think he's got dude. it in the bag. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they moved the mound back two feet, and he's still the best player in the league. Uh, I mean, the dude threw the ball 360 feet at 100 miles an hour. Just barely curl, like one step crow hop. Just shoved it in Terry Francona's face. All right. Heavy piece. <laughs> and my MVPs, um, it's kind of an outlier. He's one of the top players in the league, but I'm going with, in the AL, I'm going Ooh. with Francisco Lindor. I thought Trout was going to And in the NL, I'm going with the current favorite, <laughs> Mookie Betts. Don't you, bro. Statistically, in all forms of betting right now, he is the favorite. Oh, God. I think we lost. No Leo. bullshit. <laughs> all right. We're going we're gonna to get <laughs> back in here. <laughs> oh, jeez. His phone might have died. Last, Did he... last episode, his phone was, like, on the verge of dying. Well, we're at one hour and 12 minutes. This is this is content, bro. <laughs> we're good. All right, World Series. I'm actually very surprised that Mookie is the, has the highest thoughts. 
Um, World Series. Um, let's see here. I'm going with in the NL. I think the Dodgers are going to get yep. back. I I like I mean I like the Brewers. The Brew Crew that's sick. It was dope, but I just don't see this Dodgers lineup mm-hmm. not making the World Series. With the pitching they have, they have Cody Ballinger and Mookie Betts in their outfield. Um, and in the AL, I'm going with the um, – I don't know. Let's see. Wow. I'm going with the Let's Twins. Let's go. Let's go. They were an electric team to watch last year in the playoffs. And before that, coming leading up to the playoffs. Didn't they, they hit the most home runs in the league I last year. I think so, right? yeah. No, they did. Yeah. So, um, fuck it. I think they'll be good again. And Cinderella story, mm-hmm. here we go. And I think the Dodgers take it. I think the Dodgers finally get one. After complaining and bitching about this whole cheating scandal, which I don't know if you guys have already talked mm-hmm. about yet, but I would love to. All right, so I'm we're getting word from Liam that he for some reason can't join, so he's just gonna send me his predictions real quick. Might have been the length of this. He might have got booted. We're not really too sure, but in one sec, I'm probably gonna edit this part. All right, so we have Liam's picks. Uh, or his predictions. So his NL MVP, he is going with Mookie Betts as well. Let's go! AL MVP, he is going with Mike Trout. His AL, actually, I want to say the NL one because the AL one I like a lot, and I think it's going to surprise. His NL MVP is Jake DeGrom, again, who would repeat. And his AL Cy Young is Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays, who I'm a huge fan of. Years ago. Did he? Oh, did oh I didn't know that. Yeah. But I, I still think that's a surprise. Cause didn't he didn't he like yeah, not I mean, he have won that two years ago? He got hurt though. Last yeah. Year? yeah. He got hurt at the beginning okay. of the year. So, Tex, you have a couple picks for us? Finish up here. Well, I was a betting man, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm an NCAA athlete. This gets reported. <laughs> I'm done. Hey, man. If, look at it this way. So if, don't if report you me, booted, please. Bro, you're welcome on the pod whenever you want. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. We still got to fall back. We won't pay you, but hey. Still a good, still a good day. So my, yeah. I have two picks. Um, I went on ESPN app when you told okay. me to make two picks, and I didn't. Hold on, my roommate's at the door. It's good. Um, I made two picks, and I picked Team LeBron over Team Giannis in the All Star game. However, mm-hmm. that's working this year. I don't really know. I don't mm-hmm. follow basketball that much. And then this Saturday, 
I'm picking Duke over Notre Dame just because okay. I'm a huge Duke fan. Perfect. All right, my picks. Tomorrow night, the Celtics play the LA Clippers at home. The Celtics are listed as betting favorites. I don't know if, if Kawhi's playing or not, but or Paul George, I don't know. But I'm going with the Clippers plus one and a half. I mean, I'm, I'm a Celtics fan, but the Clippers are far and beyond what the Celtics are. Take the Clippers plus one and a half. My next pick is, I've done it the past two episodes. I picked the Pelicans. They're one and one in those in those picks. I'm doing it again. They're minus two against the OKC Thunder tomorrow night. Thunder plays some good basketball this year, but my boy, I, I'm a big Zion guy, and I never thought I'd say it before. Take the Pelicans yeah, minus two. Go. My last pick is the Tampa Bay Lightning puck line, who also play tomorrow. They play the Edmonton Oilers, who are missing Connor McDavid. The Lightning are mad. They're red you know, hot. Two or three weeks. About a, they're, they're right there with the Bruins. I think they're now three points behind with tonight's win over the Canadians with the Bruins. Take the, take the Lightning's puck line. And then Liam's. I mean, it sucks that I don't text. I don't know if like you know this, but Liam comes on every episode and he he does like a weird bet every every time. He, I mean, he bets on other games, but he takes a weird one. So he's done like he's done like rugby. He's done, I think, chess, dude. He's done crazy shit, dude. So his picks are the DC Defenders this weekend <laughs> minus six and a half. What XFL. is a DC defender? XFL. That, well, that's not. Oh. A, I don't watch that either. Uh, <laughs> then he has the Coyotes puck line, and he also has the Minnesota Wild puck line, and then he has John Isner, the American, to win tomorrow <laughs> at minus one ninety. That might be a golfer. I have no clue. <laughs> But, uh, John Isner, Lockett, DC Defenders, minus six and a half. Yotes and Wild Puck Line, and then the dude John Isner, where the fuck that is, at minus 190. Take those picks. Well, we apologize for the the 80-minute episode, but uh, we thought we gave you some good content on uh, a lot of things in the MLB right now with with it starting, spring training starting, and Hey, what what seems like the the three fourths of the year long baseball schedule? It's it's starting, man. It, I feel like the Nationals won the pitches and catches. I feel like the Nationals reported. won the World Series two weeks ago, and, and we're back. And Mookie Betts is a Dodger. Hate it, love it, don't know. Rule changes, we got it all covered on it. We hope you enjoyed. Text. Thanks for coming on, my friend. And uh, me and Liam, or I'm on behalf of Liam, he's saying goodbye. We'll see you next episode, a couple days. Peace out, man.